Hello Retro Gamers and welcome to the Video Game Flashback Podcast. I am your host Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajin. Video Game Podcast is on all of your favorite podcasting apps, been spreading that around. It's on iHeartRadio now, so that's another big link. Of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, it's around. Audacity, other ones like that. Again, thank you for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. Today we will be reviewing Mickey Mouse Capade from the NES. This game has a ton of sentimental value for me, going all the way back to the late 80s. I'm 43 years of age, of course. Some of you probably heard that about 50 times already. Uh, We didn't get our NES until 1988. And that was Christmas, basically. We got our NES in Christmas. Me and my brother, of course, who was about a year and a half older than me. Well, less than that, but yeah, a little bit less than a year and a half <laughs> older than me. Um, we got the NES that year, 88 into 89. And then a year later, Mickey Mouse Capade, because we had rented it from Bigelow Video in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> so much sentimental value for this uh, game. And games like Jaws, Mock Rider, those are all games I'm going to be doing short little fun reviews of. I mean, they'll be they'll probably be longer than the combat review, but definitely nothing like Lufia, which I would like to do. That's a much bigger prospe- uh, project. Lufia and the Fortress of Doom for the Super Nintendo. I tend to play that every Christmas. But this game, it's a it's more of a summery game. I tend to play it more in the summer. But it was a Christmas prize in 1989. My brother actually got DuckTales the same year, if I remember correctly. Somehow my memory is not all there with that one. And I generally have a good memory about a lot of things dating back to the NES and a lot of fun things. But I'm pretty sure this was a Christmas present and that he got it that same year, DuckTales. But that one, that game cost a fortune and it was extremely highly sought after. Um, once again, I'll be using the NES Mini, but of course, I do own the game. I've owned it for 30, gosh, 33 years already, so it could run for president. That's how long I've had it. Uh, Mickey Mouse Capade came out in 1988 in the Nor- North America and the U.S., October 1988, so right before we got the NES, actually. Way on Japan, going all the way back to March 6, 1987. That might explain why the graphics are a little teeny tiny bit primitive, but not too bad. You can tell who Mickey is and who Minnie is. They're kind of a little bit on the, little bit funny looking, but I've seen a hell of a lot worse. Uh, opening off in the first screen, you'll notice the word key. Like, oh, here we go, key, key, key. So that's basically a beginner's hint. Uh, a beginner's hint saying you need a key, but that's actually the last part of the level. You go all the way to the boss, get the key, come all the way back, and then get out of there. There is another key about midway through where you fight a cat, basically, like a tiger-looking cat to get through, basically, to the next parts of the level of the Fun House. The first level is called the Fun House. There are five stages in this game. The Fun House, the Ocean, which is a much shorter level. The Fun House is, is it's not lengthy. It takes a little bit, maybe just a few minutes for a veteran gamer, <clears throat> as long as you have the coordination to handle it. Um, the Ocean's very fast, maybe two minutes. Uh, it's kind of a sprint, you could say, but you have to be really careful. You could lose a lot of lives there, and I'll get back to that shortly. Um, the, the Woods which is a little longer and more confusing, probably the level that can frustrate people and at times for myself and my brother, we often couldn't get past that level because we couldn't get through to the final season of winter and then ultimately into the very final uh, stage, which is like, we call it the big flowers, basically. It's like in the garden or something where you march through the seasons in the forest, kind of like Secret of Mana, but, well, four years before Secret of Mana or so, five years or six years, depending on 1987 there. Uh, the pirate ship, which is only four screens, but insanely hard. 
It's like you know, you've got to survive. It's a survival level. We invite Peg Leg Pete, and then of course level six, which can also be very, or level five, which can also be very confusing. The castle, and the final boss is Maleficent. Maleficent, are you kidding me? Isn't that Sleeping Beauty? Maleficent, huh? And the person you save is Alice, like Alice in Wonderland. So, pretty random, but cool. All Disney characters. Uh, the crocodile, like from uh, Hook, is the boss in the ocean. Uh, the snake. I'm guessing that might be the snake from Robin Hood, but nobody ever mentions that guy. In uh, in um, in the uh, you know you don't really think about him in this game as much. Where that crocodile, you can clearly recognize him from Hook. Pete, obviously, Peg Leg Pete, or just Pete, the big Pete, the mean guy, the bully, basically. Looks kind of like Goofy, but obviously it's, you know, he was like a bully, uh, beating up Goofy, stuff like that. Mickey and Minnie, duh. There's no Donald. There's no, you know, obviously there's no Daffy. This isn't Looney Tunes, right? <laughs> there is no Goofy, so there's no uh, main characters like that. No Huey Dewey or Louie or Scrooge or any of them. So Scrooge is kind of a little bit later, though. <clears throat> or he was kind of like Donald's uncle and all that, so like great uncle for uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie when you think about it. Uh, the publisher was uh, Hudson Soft in Japan, and so you can kind of feel a little Hudson Soft vibe to this, but Capcom in the United States. Capcom. It seems like those two kind of work together a bit. Of course, the Nintendo Entertainment System. The composer for the music was Taki, <laughs> Takaki. Kunimoto, very cool. Takake Kunimoto, very actually very familiar name. Again, it's a platformer which I love very much. Single player, but you can have, you can have a second player play as many. But oftentimes, like say I'd played with somebody in the past, you just disorient each other. You're both trying to go in opposite directions, and it can get really annoying. And you can often kill each other trying to make a jump or something. One guy's pushing the wrong way, and down you go. One guy or gal, depending on who it is. So I, we used to have fun with that, but it would be really annoying. You'd want to go one way, the other person would want to go to the other. Um, and it's not like they'd say anything, you're just pushing on the D-pad on the second player. But you can play with two people, it's just, it makes the game actually in a lot of ways harder and more frustrating. So, funny thoughts there. Interestingly, this was only the third Mickey Mouse game ever made interestingly, when it comes to, like, you know, home consoles and stuff, video games. In the 1980s, Sorcerer's Apprentice came out in 1983, Mickey Space Adventure in 1984, and then Mickey Mouse Capade 1987, and all that. So, interesting. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, the computer game, 1988. Okay, that's interesting. And then, as I switch to another page here, you go from Wikipedia, that's where we started from, now we go to WikiFandom. Some interesting talk about, uh, so again, citing where I'm getting some of these in this information with research. There were significant differences between the Japanese and North American versions. Uh, the the soundtrack was the same, and it's the same main characters, Mickey and, and uh, Minnie, and of course rescuing Alice. But apparently that one had a little more of Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan in that one. Um, the, the Cheshire Cat is actually the final boss in the Funhouse, because there's two bosses. There's like a little orange cat. I don't know, it's some kind of replacement. I was wondering, is that the Cheshire Cat? But no, that's a, yeah, that's a darker cat in that game that with a funny face or whatever. He's the boss in the fun house where you get the key, whereas in this one, it's just like a wizard. In the American version, it's just a wizard, or North American, whatever. But again, Peter Pan, so that could explain where the alligator came from in uh, the ocean, so Peter Pan. But Captain Hook is the boss instead of Peg Leg Pete in level four on the pirate ship. So very interesting, very interesting. Um, <clears throat> there's a uh, U.S. localization 
used a more varied formula with enemies coming from the Jungle Book. Country Bear, yep, he's like one of the bears. Yep, the, the Sleeping Beauty, again, that's uh, Maleficent. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, interesting. So there's all kinds of Disney characters hiding in here. Um, there's also some interesting things here. In the Japanese version, Vicky, uh, Mickey would <laughs> refill his life bar by picking up Donald Duck's head but this item was replaced in the U.S. version by a simple diamond. So, wow. So the diamond that completely restores all of your energy was replaced, uh, was, was originally Donald Duck's head. Donald Duck's head is going to fill you up, huh? Interesting. So a diamond. Yeah, again, what's a diamond going to do to restore energy? I don't know, but it restores energy all the way. It restores it all the way, where otherwise you get a piece of cake, right? A little piece of cake to kind of give you like about a quarter of your health. The health bar grows a bit as the levels progress as well. Not like level building or anything, but just kind of funny. There's also a little blue diamond that kills all the enemies on the screen because this game is filled with surprises. <clears throat> all kinds of little surprises as you play. <laughs> so again, in the funhouse level, like little lamps basically the little brown lamps where you can shoot them once once you get a star to get uh to get little surprises possibly and you can also find surprises in the wall as you're shooting around throughout the entire game sometimes in the middle of the sky at first you start off with zero zero stars you go up a couple level uh, you go up about one level or two in the green and then go to your right one level into like a blue a blue screen basically like a screen with a blue wall anyway to get your first star which is mickey's star but back in the day, some of us didn't think about there's actually a star for Minnie also in the fun house. Uh, you get all kinds of enemies here. Like at the same time, again, you can find little surprises in the wall, which sometimes could be a guardian angel, which is like a star man in Super Mario Brothers, that kind of item where it'll kill monsters that run into you, but it's limited. It goes away. Uh, yet, <laughs> yep, it will go away. Whereas the other thing you could get with a little surprise, either could be the diamond that fills all your power, all your energy twofold, no matter where you're at. Or it could be in the fun house or the castle, the two indoor levels. It could be what could be called a crow, which actually steals Mini away, and you can't finish the game without Mini. So you have to keep shooting the wall, shooting the wall, and then a little red key shows up. You jump into the red key, it takes you to some kind of like, I don't know, like statue game where you pick a statue, and in one of the statues, Mini might, Mini will be in there. And if you choose the wrong one, they all disappear, and you gotta keep doing it over and over and over again until you find the right one. It's it's a choose it's a choice of uh, four statues, yeah. So it's kind of like a twenty five percent chance you're gonna get it. At the end of the day, that's in the fun house and in the castle. In the fun house, it looks just like the little owl or crow flying around, uh, whereas in the uh, castle, it's some kind of like tube looking, <laughs> some character with like a tubey shaped mouth. That will, uh, <laughs> tube-shaped mouth, that'll basically be the crow. See, right now, as I'm wandering around, I'm literally playing this as I'm uh, reviewing the game just to kind of give, my, give us all kind of a feel that um, I'm just randomly, like, I just know where to go because I've played this a million times. Uh, defeated the cat and got the, got the, uh, the key. But in that one, you'll, uh, you'll get the tube-shaped uh, guy. That'll be the crow. That'll also steal Mini away, which could drive you nuts when you're trying to win the game. Um, 
at the end of the day, though, in order to beat Maleficent, you pretty much have to have full power. But I'm way ahead of myself in the review here. Uh, the the Funhouse, you just kind of keep going. The trick is, though, once you get to the brown levels, you get into the kind of like the brownish, reddish, depending on your TV. Once you're once you get through the cat, like you get the key, the level below, you get the little key that's like in plain view. You just go and get it, and then you go up. Or you go through the cat, basically. You go beat the cat, you get through the locked door. And then the trick is where you get the mini's uh, star is once you're first able to turn left again is where you just keep going until you get back to the blue. So you go left two screens and then mini star will be there. Oftentimes, though, you run into some kind of random boomerang-shaped bad guy underneath there, underneath the little treasure chest instead of the star. So that'll be extremely frustrating at times. It seems random to me. I've heard that sometimes you need like a certain amount of level or you need a certain amount of health to get it. I think that's what it is. Your health needs to be either full or very close to full in order to get it. Otherwise, that little monster, that little demon or whatever he is, like a, it's, he looks like a bat actually, is what ultimately uh, can drive you absolutely insane. I'm going to get mini star and then I don't get mini star and then you're pissed off and you got to wait. Also, one other thing to note, there's the crow and gee, he just took mini. So... <laughs> so the other thing to note there's chandeliers on some levels a lot of them kind of have a grayish color level those are okay there's ones that are whiter colored those are the ones that come down and hit you in the head whatever and damage your your power so that's a pain in the butt but i actually just lost mini because i'm concentrating on the review more than the game <laughs> which is good i think you guys would appreciate that guys and gals um but now we go to the uh it's kind of like it's kind of a a guessing game where it's like statues that maybe look like South American type characters, I suppose. There's one on the bottom, <laughs> we'll say the bottom right, and then there's three on the left. Like one, two, three. It's like three levels. I often always choose the bottom left, uh, the bottom right first just for the heck of it to get a quick win and hopefully get out of there. But unfortunately, that just didn't happen. But now you just, again, the key tends to reappear over and over again when you shoot around in the room. So you're shooting the wall. And then you'll hear the little, you know, hear, hear the little sound effect. And then ultimately that's how you just keep shooting away at it. And then you'll get the red key, which will take you to that mystery room or whatever, where Minnie is being hidden for that stupid crow. So that's how that works. I apologize for that. Um, the fun house, though, definitely a fun, not too difficult level. Again, the, the wizard is not that hard. Oftentimes I'll cheat. You can actually cheat when you have Minnie, which I don't this time around. But you can cheat Go up, you can have her go up there. She doesn't take damage. If you can somehow get Minnie up there and have Mickey fall back down to the first level or stay on the ladder uh, and not be up there shooting away, you can beat the wizard without taking any damage. Same thing with Peg Leg Pete, which is insanely important. It's a trick I just kind of tried many years ago. Nobody told me about it. I just tried. What the heck? And I got it. So I've always been kind of... a innovative thinker when it comes to these retro games like i wonder if i could do this i wonder if i could do that so maybe maybe that's part of my genius right no but uh, obviously the wizard's gone i got the key so now basically what you do is go back to the beginning but unfortunately i can't get out of here until i get mini back so that's part of the story and i did finally get mini back as apparently she was in the the middle level on the left so it was she was in that statue basically you just touch the statue you jump up you touch and then you get the heck out of there basically mickey kind of controls everything in terms of like you once he goes through a door you move it's not Minnie, it's mickey but luckily when Minnie does have a star she can kill 
uh, opponents. All kinds of interesting baddies in this one. Spiders, little like tiger looking cats, uh, like a yellow crow floating around. That's, that's only in the cat level. A Pac-Man looking blue guy, a dancing chair. Uh, I have no idea what these red things are that jump around. They look like anything. They look like, ah, it's like a treasure, not treasure, but like cabinets with stuff coming out of it. Maybe it's like a plant. I don't know what the heck it is, but that one's weird. That one looks like something from Mega Man. You got little blue snakes that are insanely easy, unless you, I better just, <laughs> see, at this point, if you have a little surprise in the wall, just leave. Just, just leave. Don't even bother. Just keep going to the exit, because what if it's the crow again? Um, the spiders take a few hits. The dancing chairs are funny. The the brooms from uh, Fantasia, you could say, are a sorcerer's apprentice, because that's, that's evil, you can't say it, right? No. <laughs> from Fantasia. There's brooms from Fantasia. There's the blue diamond, but everything's already gone. I go through the key, the, the door that's crying out for key. You jump up to the little big window thing, and you're out of there. It's, it's basically an opening. It's like a big, giant opening as you head to the ocean. And that's where we're going now. So many memories. Of course, I've never been to the ocean in real life, but that's none of your damn business, right? You're basically jumping around on a bunch of little islands. There's fish jumping out of the water, of course. That bat-looking character is now something spinning out of the water. I think they kind of recycled him. Some of the clouds you see have treasures in them if you shoot away at them, but that's only like two of them. And then you get to a point where you're jumping on logs, dodging uh, tidal waves, basically, or big waves. They're not tidal waves. With, uh, but every one of them has a jellyfish coming out of him. And some weird-looking magical bird thingy that looks like he's pooping on you or peeing on you. It's one of the two. Uh, on one of the tall little islands about in the midpoint of the ocean, there is a diamond. Later on, there'll be one with a... Uh, be like where you're shooting to the left, basically. You shoot to the left, and you'll find a diamond. Uh, usually, if you shoot a cloud... If you have something going on in a cloud, it's a guardian angel... There's a one-up in one of these as well, but I don't think I, I don't think I got it, and it's okay. I got all the way to the alligator from, uh, and I think he would have killed me if I, <laughs> I had the guardian angel, but she flew away too fast. She'll fly away immediately when you get to a boss. Right now, the alligator is an interesting character again. Yep, yeah. it's funny how at times I forgot when you look at the the box art of the game, or the label or whatever, which is the same as the box art. <laughs> the alligator is clearly the alligator from Peter Pan. Very, very fast level. Now we're going to the woods. to say the woods are one of the more interesting levels in the game but it's also another point which you could argue the ocean was as well if you're not good at jumping you're not good at hand-eye coordination you, you you can easily lose the whole game falling into falling into the ocean there's several pits in this level and jumping little mushrooms and such um, never get to the first door you see because there's little doors and trees that's how you guide your way through this so that's a big key as well never go through the first door particularly with the spring yeah, the spring. So spring is the uh, pink-colored leaves or flowers or whatever. 
the summer is green, the fall is what you'd expect, orangish, and the winter is what you'd expect, white. So the second tree in the spring is where you get to the summer, and then you just keep going and going and going, and there's all kinds of flying characters. The whole point in this kind of level is patience, and just kind of fire away, constantly be firing away with Mickey and Minnie's stars. The other key here where you could easily screw up is, see, here's where they're... Here's where the game gets criminally difficult at times, even though it's not a difficult game for someone like me who's played it a million times. But for the beginner, or for somebody that is not used to it, <laughs> see, we talk about how Minnie doesn't take damage from enemies. But if she falls into the pit, you're done. They both die. One falls, they both die. So it's like the opposite of mountain climbing, where one falls, the others pick up the, the, the person that's kind of hanging. So Because there's three other people hanging on, or one other person, or whatever. So, interesting stuff. Um, Minnie dies. Mickey just says, uh-oh, I guess I'm dead too. Da -da 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 -da. And then that's it. So, that's annoying as hell. <laughs> this one, though, you don't go into the second door either. You have to keep going to the third in order to make it to fall, which is where I'm at now. Then it gets a little bit harder. You get kind of farmer-looking guys throwing rocks at you. <laughs> I believe they are characters, but I can't recognize them because the graphics are a little funky on them. All kinds of flowers shooting out. And again, avoid the pits as best you can. You have to jump over them in order to get through. But the far, there's far ones that can really get you. And then the bears can get you very quickly as well. The bears that are throwing out uh, rocks at you. I don't know if it's supposed to be Yogi Bear or what. But he'd be the wrong. Uh, <laughs> he'd be in the wrong uh, company anyway. So that's a big, big problem as well. Luckily, not too far in. There's a tree again that you can shoot near the bottom. See, if there's something near the middle where it starts, you know, it starts reacting like it's being, you're, you're making contact with something that makes that little sparkly sound and all that, um, that probably oftentimes is a guardian angel. But when it's lower, when it's near the bottom, that oftentimes opens a door. Be careful. Most of the time, it can take you to the wrong place. But the first one you get to in the woods, believe it or not, does take you to winter. Now, this is where the trickiness comes in, where most people, they'll go through one of the doors. They may wind up all the way back in the spring. They may wind up in summer. They may wind up back in fall. It's really annoying, and it could drive you insane. This is where me and my brother used to get caught, uh, would get stuck years ago and not be able to go through. So the trick is you go all the way. You just keep going until you get back to the start point again if you survive these gosh darn bears, but if you survive them, because they can take a ton of energy and have it kill you. Sometimes shooting the rocks actually can leave you a diamond, though, which is literally a lifesaver, at least for Mickey and Minnie, anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the troll trick is you go all the way through the level and get back to the starting point and then shoot the first tree. It won't work, of course, at the beginning, only when you walk through the entire level. So that's the main secret, the main trick. It's the mystery of the forest. Just like in Legend of Zelda, up, down, or up, right, left, right, right? Or up, up, <laughs> up, right, left, right, <laughs> left, up. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, yep, so I'll get back to Zelda someday. I said it wrong, and I'm not going to go back on it. Yep, walk through the whole level, then you get to the large flowers or the garden or whatever you want to call it. And here there's little earthquakes, I guess, where the pits open up. And then you can shoot at some of the flowers that are in the background that ultimately may have a guardian angel. Like in this case, there's at least one red one that's near the ground, literally low-hanging fruit, that will have a diamond. Uh, I believe there's a purple one as well that has a one-up, and I'm shooting at it right now if I can survive. Thank you, Lord, there's a diamond that has just uh, saved the day. 
So I guess that's I got the one up and got the diamond. Yep, because all of a sudden my love my my characters, which are in the upper right, went from three to four. And then you get the red flower with the diamond. You get closer to the end, and you wind up with the snake, which again, in my opinion, now is the snake in Robin Hood, uh, who oftentimes is, or it could be, and actually, it's probably the Jungle Book in this case. It's a similar character. It's the snake in Jungle Book. Yeah, not Robin Hood. The snake in Jungle Book that often is trying to strangle Mowgli. And then, yeah, he wasn't really a big fan of uh, Shere Khan either. But, yeah, so it's the Jungle Book. Now you get to the pirate ship, which is really fast, but a place where you can die quickly. You can get a game over very quickly here. <laughs> it's a pink seagull I guess you could say it kind of shoots out crap basically basically it's white but it's crap and then there's little pirate guys which will absolutely annihilate you so the trick is see he walks fairly slowly moderate speed when you're on the ladder or whatever it is the rope ladder once you reach his level he sprints and he will wipe you out don't bother shooting him avoid 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 wait for him to come to you jump over him go down the ladder or up the ladder in every case. The shark, you have to just simply endure, shoot, 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 and get rid of him. The two pirates down at the on the first uh, level uh, in the second screen, get the hell out of there, shoot away at the shark on the third screen, avoid, uh, and then wait for the pirate to come to get to actually walk past you to be facing the other way. You walk all the way up, jump up the ladder, and then now, once you get to Peg Lake Pete, if you want to go for it with Mickey, a one-on-one combat with Mickey and Minnie, Okay, but chances are you may not survive. You can. You certainly can if you're patient and you're really good. But there's a trick. There is a trick. Have Mickey fall off the ladder and Minnie stay on. It takes a little while to get it. Minnie often falls off eventually. But I was able to get Minnie up there now to stay on the ladder and Mickey down on the first uh, level below, or the level below, basically. And you can fire away with Minnie at Peg Lake Pete and it's over. It takes a minute. It takes about 30 seconds or so because obviously uh, Minnie shoots only one star for every two star Mickey shoots, but eventually Pete will go, and then off you go to the castle. Castle, in a lot of ways, is a more complicated version of the funhouse. Every little window you see, you can shoot where it'll go away. It'll be kind of like an item where maybe there'll be a, uh, a cake, which will heal you a little bit, or the blue diamond, which kills everything on the screen. Those are insanely rare, but and they're nice to have. And again, now you face the possibility of 
the crow. So be very careful. Of course, the guardian angel is the other thing that flies in your direction. If you're not very close to a door where you can get the heck out of there, don't even bother. Just keep going, unless you have really low power. So there's only one of three things that the, well, one of three things that it could be when you're shooting out a window and it ends up being one of those ongoing deals where you're shooting away at it until the item appears. It's going to be a diamond, it's going to be a guardian angel, or it's going to be uh, the crow, and that's going to screw up your game. It, you can still take care of it, you'll still be fine. Uh, the trick is, you get to a point where there's a fork in the, the, the road, basically, as you're going up. Choose the right fork for now. The left fork will ultimately take you to the end of the game. The right fork gets you the key to get into uh, the final uh, room where Maleficent is. So obviously you have to get the key first. You don't want to go all the way that you don't want to go all the way there and then just kill yourself, use up all your resources, and you're done. Now of course you never run out of stars or anything, but resources in terms of life or energy or whatever. So that's something to worry about. Um, there is an Alice in Wonderland character in this one, which is pretty cool. Where you get uh, it's kind of like the card-looking characters with the Ace of Spades on the front. So well, it's not the Ace; it's just Spades on the front. There's gold spiders in this level that cannot be killed. So just stay away. Just stay away from them if you can. Um, it's not worth it. The dragonflies are probably the easiest monsters in the game. They fly around all nonchalant, bored to death. They're like da-da-da-da-da. So you can shoot away at them and have no problem. Um, and then you get all the way to the right basically. As you, The whole theme of this is you're going up, up, up and then ultimately to the right. Uh, that's how you get to the key. Oftentimes the window that's above the key that's kind of like far away from like the the, the next room, uh, there's oftentimes a crow there. So when you shoot away at that window, just forget it because there's, there's going to be a surprise there and ultimately that surprise ends up being the crow. It's not worth it. So and, and above you, literally right above you, that is the final door of the, uh, that is the final door that leads to Maleficent. You can tell it's locked. There's like a keyhole on it. Uh, the key there is, of course, you. <laughs> the key, pun intended, pun non-intended, is, of course, you notice you can't get up there. Uh, so you have to go all the way around now. Now you go, now you choose, you go all the way back to like the beginning, the beginning stages and go up and left instead of up and right. That's basically the key there as you head towards Maleficent. I'd have to say the music in this game and in this level, pretty enjoyable, honestly. It's kind of chill, it's kind of fun, and it's just, it has so much sentimental value. I'm going to keep saying that as I continue to play through this level. Uh, again, most of the monsters in this level are not too bad, except for those red, or those like darkish red, kind of cherry colored, dark cherry colored crow, blackberry, whatever the heck you'd call it. Uh, well, they ultimately are the same as the crow. Um, they come right at you and they can go back and forth and back and forth and wipe out your energy. They just keep bumping into you. Boom, ba bump, ba bump, ba bump, ba bump. Um, and, and another thing that's important to note is that this game does not have that obnoxious uh, bounce back effect like say a Castlevania. So no, you do not get knocked back into pits like in Castlevania. So <laughs> those will be games we're going to review someday down the road. And what great games, but bleeping, bleeping hard. So that's another thing I can make this game a little bit easier is Mickey and Minnie do not get knocked back into pits or anything. Uh, another thing with this game also, you know how you're going up and up and up basically. There's no ladders or anything in this level. You're just jumping up to the next room or jumping down. Of course, you're not going to fall. Well, when you go when you go down, you're not going to die or anything. You're just going down to the next screen. Again, try your best to avoid the temptation, which I have had problems with forever, 
when there's a little surprise in the wall. Keep shooting, keep shooting. Like, a, not the wall, but the windows. If it's in the wall, uh, there's only one spot where there is actually a one-up. That's uh, about two levels above. Uh, yep, two levels above when you start going up on the left side, if that makes sense. Apologize if that sounds kind of weird. But when you play it, you'll understand, of course. Maybe you're listening to it and playing it at the same time. Um, <clears throat> you get to, like, kind of... He's kind of sort of a mini-boss... Another character from Alice in Wonderland, you'll recognize him right away with the mustache. You just keep shooting him up, shooting him up. He's gone. Behind him is a one-up in the wall. So you just keep firing, firing, firing away. Be careful there isn't something hidden there like a crow, which has happened once in a while, which is really bullcrap. <laughs> but then, yep. So you'll kind of know. It's the it's the level where there's two crow-like, you know, snout with a long snout. Crow-like characters with a long snout. Uh, that's when you're on what I call the second level. The third level, you have the three crows, so to speak, to deal with. And then you have two choices, an upper level and a lower level. To the right, go to the lower level first, just to notice who's right above you. Peg, leg, Pete. Uh-huh, yep, another Peg, leg, Pete. And there's no way you can cheat. You cannot cheat on Peg, leg, Pete. Nope. Uh, so you have to face him head-on, one-on-one battle. Well, two-on-one, anyway, with Minnie. The trick there is to kind of jump gently, jump gently, jump gently, and fire. Jump and fire. Jump and fire. Be patient, be patient, be patient as he's shooting daggers at you. Basically is what he does, or throwing them. But you don't see him throwing. They're just coming out of him like a Nintendo character, I guess. Um, if you do not have full power, just, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Here it's okay, because losing to him is not going to screw up your whole game. But there's a, there's something very important that comes after him. It's okay. You just take another chance. You could drop down to the screen, well, to the level below him. But the good news is you can go right back up. You just go to the left and then back out. Yeah, back up into the right. That's basically all you do to the upper level. So pretty simple stuff when you think about that. And thank you, Lord, I just got a diamond before I go on take on Pegleg. Pegleg the second or whatever you want to call him. Because <laughs> now he's really mad. He wants to get his revenge after we, we got him, you know, in the pirate ship just very, very recently. So again, you jump and fire, jump and fire, jump and fire until you finally beat him which thankfully I have just recently. So now you get to the, the next screen where the uh, the wall is kind of purplish colored now. You're in the final, final area of the game. Uh, again, there's a temptation as long as there's something, say, far away that you can shoot at and where you can go, where you can literally be standing next to the little opening, the little, it's not a door, it's an opening to the next screen where in case it's a crow, you can escape or jump down to the next level. But here, I often recommend either kill it, possibly killing yourself if you don't have the power. Because if you lose to that uh, Alice in Wonderland character leading into the door, you'll be dropped to the screen below. You'll be dropped to the level, not the screen. It's the same screen. The level will be below, and it, you'll, be, you'll have to go all the way back to get back to where you are right now, and you'll have to beat Peg Like Pete again. Um, this is actually a very frustrating part of the game because I just remembered again. I didn't just do it, but I almost remembering kind of on the fly. If you do go back, though, to the left where Peg Leg Pete was, he's back and you die instantly because you touch him. So that's a big thing. I may end up uh, killing myself here instead of risking dealing with Peg Leg Pete because then you'll be dropped below Pete and then have to go up and defeat him again, which is freaking pointless. So if you have five or six lives, the best thing you can do here if you're not pretty full is to unfortunately kill yourself, which really sucks. 
but that's how it is. That's just how this game is. See, that way you don't have to risk being dropped below or having to beat Pete again. So the key here is now, now that I, now that I have successfully done that, you go down to take on that Alice in Wonderland character, land character and just fire away like it's AVGN playing Winter Games or something. Now, once again, <laughs> once again, you have to kill yourself. You know why? Because if you lose to Maleficent, you go all the way back to where the key was and the opposite part of the castle. So do not do that. <laughs> J jump back above where you just were with the gold, you know, the, the screen to the right of Peg Leg Pete with the gold spiders. Unfortunately, just get, you know, lose your life because you're not going to have much power after fighting that Alice in Wonderland character. Now you try to boogie, boogie, boogie down to where... See, luckily that Alice in Wonderland character is not back. Unfortunately, I've been hit twice, so that's that stupid crow got me twice, which might end up costing me. There is a star. I'm risking it right now. Could it possibly be the Guardian Angel? But I, it's a diamond, so there it is. Now I can beat the game. We'll see if I do right after this thing right here. You go in the door. Now that I have the key, you take on Maleficent, and you fire, fire, fire away. The key to beating Maleficent is to basically, kind of similar to Peg Leg Pete, but in an opposite sense, jump over and fire, jump over and fire, jump over and fire, because if you get hit, hit, hit every single time she throws stuff at you, you will eventually die. Instead, you jump over and jump over and jump over, and then you ultimately defeat her, and then down below is Alice. <laughs> And then you beat a pretty fun game that doesn't take a whole lot of time to beat. Maybe you have just a little time, you're waiting for somebody, or you just want to play a classic game that doesn't eat up your day. Just eats up a little bit of time, 20 to 30 minutes, something along those lines, depending on how good you are at it, I guess. And it's something that I, I recommend. I recommend to anybody. You could get it on an emulator. Obviously, you could get it off of uh, eBay or something along those likes. It's, you know, it's a lot of sentimental value for me, to be quite fair. On eBay, you can pretty much get it from anywhere from about $6, kind of pre-owned and by itself, maybe. Uh, shipping, it depends on the shipping. Some have free shipping, some don't. There's a one for about 13 bucks, free shipping, free returns. And then there's ones that are bidded with $5 shipping. But then, then you get one that's amazing when you go to the highest price. $19,000, factory sealed, baby, factory sealed from 1988. So pretty, pretty, pretty cool, pretty expensive. There's another one that's, that's sealed that's $4,444. Interesting deal there. Somebody's trying to sell it complete in box. Very nice-looking collection there. The manual's in perfect shape, because I do have the box and the manual, but they look like they're from, like, 30 years ago, where they're beat to hell, unfortunately. And they were beat to hell about 27, 28 years ago which is my own fault. I just wasn't thinking, and I apologize for that to myself and to anybody that wants to, wants the game to be respected more. <clears throat> but complete in box, obviously open and playable, they're selling up into the hundreds, so 125, 129, 115. There's a game lot with DuckTales, Mickey Mouse Capade, Duck Hunt. No, that's not Duck Hunt. What is that? Yeah, it's The Simpsons, DuckTales, and Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt for 80 bucks. Just for those four games. Seems like yesterday, games like that, you could probably get a lot, you know, like a lot, like 
a lot of four or whatever. Like back in the day, maybe in the late 90s, you'd probably be able to get them for, for 20 bucks or something. Or maybe like in the early 2000s when people, oh, who cares? It's just a, there's a billion of them, you know. But nowadays, a lot of this stuff has gone up in price. Here's one that's complete in box for only $45. Not bad. That's pretty good. The box is in good shape. The manual, 45 bucks. So it's a lot better than 150 but again, 45 bucks is about what it cost at like full, full brand new price back in the day, especially games like Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3. I used to stare at those at Target back in the day, and I'll talk about that in the future when I re review those games. They would just be hanging there, 50 bucks. Oh, 50 bucks back in 91? Oh my God, that's a lot of money. Oh, and I didn't, and I didn't work back then. Maybe a little bit of helping out here and there because I was 12 years old, so... It is what it is in 91. So I turned 12 in the summer of 91. So it's like, shoot, um, things like that. But it's just funny to look at 45. Oh, I can, I can handle that, $45. Of course, 45 is worth a lot less than it was back then. It's probably the equivalent of maybe 25-ish, to be quite honest, like a $25, $30 game back then, which seemed more feasible. And it didn't feel like your parents or whatever would be like, um, no, Joey, no. Only for Christmas or only for your birthday, not just a random day where I could maybe, you know, pay them back or something or do some kind of housework or whatever the heck to help kind of make, uh, you know, to kind of like make up what I need to do for that wonderful game. So, <laughs> yeah, but back then you could buy them brand new, like literally brand new. And it, geez, do you realize how cool that is to see an NES game brand new? I can still see it hanging on the shelf. It's just, oh hanging on that little hanger in the little case there where they lock it and you ask the employee to open it for you. Oh, the memories. Oh, oh the memories, the memories, the memories. I get emotional thinking about it because it was the good old days. Um, I was actually thinking about reviewing Jaws today, and that's going to be another one that's going to be on the list of games that don't, don't take a whole lot of time to review. See, like a Lufia, obviously a game like that, I'm not going to literally play through it as I'm doing the review, which I kind of did this time because I can't. It's not too difficult to play through while doing the show. Uh, I'm not going to do that for every game, that's for sure. Like combat, I really didn't either. I was just kind of demoing it as I was doing the episode. And plus, it was just to kind of do a fun, quick game that started it all. This one, again, sentimental value. So much, so much sentimental value going into Christmas. And here we are in Christmas. Mega Man 2 is one that has tons of sentimental value. The Christmas of 92 if I remember correctly, 91, 92, Mega Man 2, $40, and then Exodus, oh my god, $50 for Exodus, oops, oops, you know, it's a cool game, and it's well-meaning, and, you know, as a Christian, that's, it's nice and everything, but 50 bucks for what that game was, whoo-wee, I'll probably do a review on that one at some point, just to kind of be like, yeah, well, it's, it's cute and everything, but, uh, 50 bucks, really, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's pretty crazy, um, so that, that one's going to be on any type of list. Obviously there's always games you can recommend, but you almost don't have to recommend them unless it's something that you think I'd never think about, but, or like, or maybe, maybe you can, you, you can recommend games, but I, I have a lot in the, uh, I have a lot of ideas where I want to go at this time, but you know, you're welcome to on at Paladino live on Twitter. I may create a Twitter account. It's just I have so many Twitter accounts already for the other podcasts I do. Brave the Wild, Timberwolves Explosion, Purple Mafia, uh, Freedom of Thought, you know, stuff like that. So it might seem a little bit excessive, but I'm thinking about creating a Twitter account for this one as well. But for now, Paladino Live kind of has the gamer look on it already. It's got the NES controller in the background, at Paladino Live is that. And then 
Yeah, that's it, pretty much. Otherwise, Paladino Live at Yahoo.com is another place where you can send suggestions or send audio submissions, which I would really appreciate, as long as I don't have falling things in front of me here, which that was my own fault. Um, audio submissions. Open up your smart device. Uh, and, of course, there is a... Every smart device on the planet pretty much has, and, of course, you can download them as well for free, uh, voice recording apps. Open it up, press record, and then talk in it for as long as you want. Well, maybe five minutes, five minutes-ish. If it's shorter, that's fine, too. But, I mean, five minutes generally, unless you do have a lot of cool memories and a lot of thoughts on the game, if it goes up into ten, that's okay. I'm sure not too many people are going to do that, but you never know. And, say, like a uh, Derek Felska, you know, <laughs> Derek Felska, of course, great friend of mine, and, of course, a huge, huge friend of Brave the Wild, uh, in case you're listening to this one, uh, another way to kind of get your thoughts in too, you could do an audio submission too. Uh, more than welcome, and it could be it could go on for a bit if you want. I would highly welcome that. Highly, highly, highly welcome that. I put it in, and as uh, you know, guys like Ferg of uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred uh, Game by Game Podcast, he does a it, he does a feedback segment instead of fan interaction like the sports games. The, the sports podcast that I do, it would be feedback like that. So, yeah, like see, Derek could jump on. Again, emails, um, tw- Twitter. Uh, emails can be longer, of course, than tweets, unless it's like a continuing tweet, but or just a quick one. Man, I love that game, or I played it all the time when I was a kid, or I still play it today, stuff like that. But uh, audio submissions are highly, highly, highly um, not only recommended, but appreciated. If you do that again, so again, you record it, you, you stop, then you save it, and then you share it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, or copy and paste from your Outlook or whatever you want to do, and you yep, send it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar.com. So, again, I don't think I mentioned this on the last episode about. Uh, audio submissions and all that. I just wanted to kind of put out something. So I apologize if it seemed like I was just, oh, here you go, here's a game. Combat, come on, combat now, enjoy. I didn't mean it that way. I enjoyed doing it, but again, also kind of tight. My schedule is always kind of tight. I always feel like I'm doing something. So one way or another, nothing that interesting, of course. (laughs) It's just, I don't know where I have other things I want to do, like other podcasts as well or God knows what, but I, I wanted to get something out there just to get the blood flowing. I was really kind of excited to do that, whereas now this is more of an actual real game review with a, an NES game that's very memorable for some of us. So, again, would love to have audio submissions. Highly welcome. If it's if it's 10 of you, I mean, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. It'd be a longer show just for that. I would just put them in. I'm sure, I highly doubt there's going to be 10. I've never had 10 people call into any show in my entire life. I've had two or maybe three, and hey, if it's two or three, that's good. If it's one, that's good. But yeah, Derek, uh, again, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably post out what I'm going to do in the future that way, or even kind of give people like a hint behind the scenes, like I'm going to review this one, you can do it, or you can even send in an audio submission for a certain game, and then I'll be like, yeah, maybe that is one I want to do, so it'll be something like that, but um We'd probably talk it over for some of us, but but then again, I'd rather probably tweet out 
first what I'm thinking of doing, and then you could send in audio submissions. Or there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with this whatsoever. You can still do an audio submission about either Combat or Mickey Mouse campaign, and it would be on the next show. Uh, that happens all the time with, say, Atari 2600. So you can do that anytime. Like Mickey Mouse campaign. Yeah, Todd, go ahead. You think I'm going to complain that a Mickey Mouse campaign uh, audio submission is included on Mega Man 2 or Super Mario Brothers or Lufia Fortress of Doom? I'm not going to complain about that. It happens all the time. There's often people that listen to Ferg. Maybe they're like a year or so behind. They're listening to, they're talking about Adventure or something. We you know that was, you know, 10 years ago. He, he did the review for that game. So there's nothing wrong with that. So go, go right ahead and do it. If it's, oh, I love that one and I still want to talk about it, do it. So that's another major thing I should get out there. Please do join on board. I would then convert it into a mp3 file thanks to zumzar with a z.com now that i've rambled on and on about that i do think it's important uh please do write a positive rating on apple podcasts stitcher audible if it's i don't think it's on audible yet but it will be and if it is okay but if you could <laughs> and uh, spotify it at least has star ratings please give a good rating for the show it really will help and help the show grow a little bit and beat some of the others out there that you know that i kind of ranted a little bit about in the pilot episode it's nothing personal it's business i have nothing against anybody and it's not like i'm like oh your show's horrible this and that and how could anybody ever want to listen to it, it you know certain people I've talked to behind the scenes will say, I won't <laughs> mention names, they might think I'm maybe a little too harsh sometimes um, about that, but because other people have you know, other people might like that going on and into in, in background conversation, but if it's about the game I think it's totally fine, but uh, I should probably stop now, stop rambling about it, but again, if you like that kind of show, that's fine, so but at the same time, I'd like this show to be in, in the mix i don't want it to be buried 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 for 50 you know for another 15 years that kind of thing with that i'm gonna bid you adieu and game on